And the facts is this, boys. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Kaya, welcome to The Curb Podcast. My name is Andrew F. Pierce, and this podcast is recorded in Bulu, Perth, Western Australia. Sovereignty never ceded. Filmmaker Anupam Sharma talks about his new documentary, Brand Bollywood Down Under, in this in-depth interview, which touches on the cross-cultural relationship between India and Australia on screen, and what makes a Bollywood film a Bollywood film, and also about what the Australian-Indian Visual Co-Production Treaty is. Anu is the director of cross-cultural films like Unindian and The Run, and has worked as a line producer for major Bollywood films like Love Story 2050 and Pramagan, both of which feature in brand Bollywood Down Under. To launch the film, Anu is touring around Australia with screenings in Adelaide, Perth, Sydney, the Gold Coast, and more. To find out where brand Bollywood Down Under is screening, visit the Facebook page for the film in the show notes. For now, here's a trailer for the documentary, and then Anu talks about his film. Once upon a time, in a land rich with thousands of years of stories, moving images arrived and gradually became another religion. A way of life for millions hungry for escape. Music, drama, song. Thriving on the fanatic love of millions, I became a universal language for India. During my global rise, I fell in love with this land down under, Australia. India's Bollywood is moving in. A little bit of Bollywood, Canberra style. The biggest Indian movie in Australia. Like all love stories, it wasn't easy. We weren't quite sure how to deal with them. Spot boys and umbrella boys. Sorry, can I start again? No, you can't. Can we just close the camera just for a sec? But it is worth every moment. This is that story. My story. I am Bollywood. See, you've been doing this for about 20 years, trying to build this film up for about 20 years. So let's let's jump back to kind of the kernel of the idea for Brain Bollywood Down Under, because it's a, you know, it's a very expansive, deep film. Oh, thank you. Yes. I mean, you know, um, the, the idea has been germinating. I think Lisa Duff, who is, who is a producer at that time, she and I were starting out. And she said, she came to a couple of Bollywood sets and she goes, are you doing these Bollywood sets? They look amazing. Um, and as filmmakers, we just look for stories everywhere. So I thought, one, I'll make a documentary. And we were shooting behind the scenes anyway. So, um, so one day I'll do a documentary. It never happened during the whole um, 2010 Victorian fiasco. Someone said you should do it. I said, no, it's a negative film. I won't do it. And then um, I believe like, you know, every, every film has a soul. And I think the right time came during COVID when we were sitting trying to see how, what we can do. And we had a, we had an amazing editorial guy join us on the editing machine, Josh Mott, and we started digitizing stuff. And, you know, during COVID, I think in the first lockdown, there were three or four of us in the office um, because we could still come and we just watched all these amazing clips I had taken 10, 15, 20 years ago. Wow. And I said, you know what? I think there's a film, let's do a film. and. 
we waited during COVID, we started doing what we could. And then when COVID finished and the first flight, I was out to India to talk to all these stars and most importantly, see if they can give me some free archival footage to, to make a film. And they were very kind. They were very kind. They were very generous with their time. As you have seen in the film, we've got some of the iconic Indian films given to us, you know, ex grata, no, no charges. And in fact, the only archival we have paid for are the uh, uh, to the Western companies who have got, who have bought rights of Indian footage and Indian Bollywood films from India, which was fascinating, uh, you know. So, so yes, yeah, so and the germ of the idea came, and then I, I think the the penny dropped when I went on a lookout for an editor because I knew the film would be made or broken by an editor, and my only condition was it should have never been to India and should have never watched a Bollywood film. And out of the blue, we met Karen Stein because I didn't want to film. Uh, narrate a film with me, uh, uh, narrating it in, in terms of as a director, because then, you know, then you kind of, you're in that group where you assume everyone knows about Bollywood. So I wanted, so she brought all the fresh approach, which you see, because things which were taken for granted by me, she goes, no, no, that's, that's in your brain. I, I don't know about it. And I'd like to put it in the film. So she co-wrote the film with me. Both of us wrote the film together. And what you see is a result of her hard work and uh, me just, goofing around well i i mean I, it's more than goofing around like it's it, this is it's a really valuable document of history i mean i know that we're that there are so many films that are shot here in australia from all around the world but this relationship that is being built up with with indian cinema is so important and to have not really had it ever documented uh, so so deeply as it has been here before has been quite a shame. So it's it's great that you've been able to bring it to, to life here because it's something which I was not really all that familiar with. I knew that Bollywood films were shot here, but not in this way, not so, you know, so, so many of them. And also the relationship with politics as well. It's so deep too. It's so interesting. Uh, so thank you in that regard. Uh, do you feel like a historian in some sense then? I mean, I still feel like a storyteller um, and I still feel like a crazy Bollywood fan. And if you notice in the form of the film, I've tried to bring that, whether it's the, you know, whether it's a cliched credits, dan, 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 you know, which happened in a Bollywood film or the intermission or the fact that we have shot 16 by 9 or the fact that we managed to get a guy, you know, one of the most popular singers at the moment, Arijit Singh, to sing the final song and dance number. So we try to pay homage to Bollywood, not just in content, but in form. And history, yes, I mean, you know, it's more than the historian. It's, it's, it's you are my target audience, Andrew, um, and all other non-Indian Australians, because over the years, the number of questions I have been asked about Bollywood and why is it three hours long and why do you have music? And all this starts by telling my, my friends like you and my non-Indian Australians the origins of cinema on why Indians are such passionate, prolific consumers of cinema, and consequently the most passionate, prolific producers of cinema. It's because when moving images came, literally months after they were exhibited in France, while the West was happy they could see their images move, in India they were happy that they could see their thousands of years of history on cinema and they could hear their music. And that is the essential difference, kind of. And that is why it has taken on the form it has. And, and we, I'm glad that we also could tell the people that Bollywood is not the only cinema. You know, you've got Tollywood, Mollywood, then you've got the art house cinema, and you've got cinema without songs and music in it. 
um, and then you've got cinema like Bandit like Beckham or or Lion or or um, Hotel Mumbai. So yeah, so it's 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 an amazing journey. It's a very fast-paced journey, but I still wanted to play, do a theatrical film, not a series. So we've tried to limit it to ninety-three because you cannot do a film on Bollywood for TV. It has to be for theaters. Yeah, because that's where that's where everybody goes and sees it. There's beautiful shots of people streaming into cinemas and enjoying the films because it's a validation of culture and it's a validation of who you are as a person as well. Getting to see yourself on screen, hear songs, uh, you know, experience your culture on screen is so important. And I'm curious for you as somebody who has, you know, feet in both worlds in both in in India and Australia, what's that like to be able to present that on screen and explore that on screen? Uh, It's it's beautiful. It's it's like uh, if my parents were separated, just bring them together for a date. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, getting rid of the differences among them and, and triggering a new friendship between them, you know. Um, and and, um, and it, it, was, it was fun because, you know, I, I hear both sides of the stories. And, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm, to Australia, I'm narrating it as an Indian. To Indians, I'm narrating it as an Australian. And, you know, I, I was just, it, was, it, it became more of a personal journey for me, Andrew. Because a lot of stuff, which is, and, and we were very particular because the editor and a number of festival people who are friends of mine, they wanted to see it as a festival journey. And that would have been as a festival film, which would have been possible if it was my personal journey. And they said, oh, you have to make it a personal journey. The festivals will love it. But having directing the film and then doing it on me, it was a very, very risky fine line of promoting myself and vanity and being historian. So I, I, so we kept away. And the first version of the film we got had none of me inside it. And the editor said, I know this is lying as well, because we have to tell. So what we decided as a compromise was to pick up and not to shoot with me, but to pick up any of my news clippings from 2000 and use them and cheat a bit of some voiceover. Um, so it's, it's essentially my story too. And the story of every migrant who comes to Australia, who is misunderstood, then understood, then welcomed, and then becomes a part of Australian culture. And the same happened with Bollywood. When it came, people didn't know how to react. Then they were questioning its special ways of working and making cinemas. Then it was welcomed. And then now it's part of Australian subculture. So so for me, it's kind of my story, story of every migrant, but but in a in a in a musical, entertaining, colorful way. Did you discover about yourself then in in retelling this story of your own journey because you you played an integral part in it in a lot of ways i discovered that i should not have been lured by the big bucks of line producing and producing for bollywood um because i had a young family and we all struggle in australia but to have this revenue source and this really profitable business for 10 years pushed my directing career by five or seven years so i directed ended up directing my first feature in 2013 with an indian I just discovered that I should have, I should have at least preponed that by ten years, and should have directed my first feature in two thousand three. That's one thing I discovered, but I'm not complaining about it. Um, the other thing I discovered was that there was, you know, but that I think one of the most beautiful. That if I would have had to do the journey again, I wouldn't have changed anything. That was a very interesting discovery. I would have still taken the same decisions I took, uh, because a lot of those decisions were non-commercial. But they were setting up the future for people like me. Uh, we just finished talking to Alicia, who is an Indian-Australian journalist. And she goes, you know, I grew up. And, and I, I, for me to have 
a full-time profession in film and media in this industry. You know, that, that was a discovery I made that I can get others to do it. They don't have to become engineers and doctors. Um, apart from that, I, I, I discovered that, that, that I should not overestimate the friendship of people who were giving me all these archives for free because it was the last 5% which really killed me. And the moment some of the big companies in India, they realized it was a foreign film. I had quotes, Andrew, of quarter of a million dollars Australian for 40 seconds of a song sequence. I said, I can't. They said, oh, well, you're making a foreign film, so you're in dollars. And because you know the boss, we can we can give you a 10% discount, so you just have to give us 220,000. And I couldn't, so we started swapping archives. So last four months, have been just swapping archival material without losing the essence of the film. And thankfully we had more well-wishers and more lovers of cinema um, uh, than I would have imagined who said, yeah, sure, I know, just, just use it, just thank us in the film. Uh, so so that, that was an interesting. Yeah, discussion. I can imagine. Like I know that certainly for, for filmmakers all around the world, like people get this illusion that because you're making a film, you've got millions of dollars behind you, but a lot of it is independent filmmaking. A lot of it is, you know, you, you're sitting in your home and doing it, you know, after hours of work and stuff like that. There's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into filmmaking and it shows on screen. There's a lot of passion and a lot of uh, vibrancy here. So you've got a lot to be proud of. I'm again, I'm grateful that it exists. Thank you. And I, yeah. I think that's more of it is Karen. She has to be you know, I'm sure she's yeah, proud of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The film opens with uh, people talking about a complicated relationship with the word Bollywood. And I'm curious if you can talk about your relationship with the word Bollywood. What's your feelings on that particular word to describe uh, this form of, of cinema? I mean, you know, my, my answer is very cliche. One, what's in a name? If Bollywood can grab attentions, I'm going to use it. And that is the key reason why the film ha title has the name Bollywood in it. Uh, you know, when you when you want to kid, give kids some healthy food, you cover it by some cheese or junk food. And and that's what we try to do. If Bollywood in, is enticing people to, uh, you know, to, to look at the film and then learn more about Indian cinema and Australia and Australian Indian cinema, so be it. Um, and Bollywood is now part of, you know, vocabulary. And it's not just me. It's, you know, I saw a media release come out when the co-production treaty was being signed from Brisbane to Bollywood. And everyone was laughing. I said, because the co-production treaty is not even reality. I mean, people are using the word Bollywood. I, I remember a very senior journalist, I won't name her, for 15 years ago, she was doing a story for the Finn Review. And she called me and she goes, Anu, have you got a quote about Bollywood? And I said, are you writing about films now? She goes, no, 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 I'm doing this article for a financial article and I'm doing it on the mine sales in Queensland. I said, so? She goes, well, if I use the word Bollywood or use a Bollywood star image, to lead into the article, I might get page three rather than page eight or nine. Um, and I said, okay, so she started the film with, you know, you have seen Bollywood film shooting here. It's not just Bollywood, but big, rich mining magnets were coming to Australia as well. So the first two lines were Bollywood enticing the readers with an image, which took the article to page three, and the rest was all about boring mining stuff. So everyone has used it. Uh, you know, as a conversation breaker, kind of, are the icebreakers. Which, I mean, it's a shorthand, isn't it? And like, if it gets if it gets people paying attention and things like that, then so be it. I'm curious, at the end, you talk about there's the, there's the title screen saying that the Australian-Indian Visual Co-Production Treaty has been signed. Can you talk about that as well, about what that means and what it actually is? So, yeah, so it, it has been signed. We were at a Senate hearing last month, and I think it's being ratified pretty soon. It just means, Andrew, that I can tell 
my modern day Australian story the way I want it to, the way I want to tell it without compromising on my key talent. When I started 25 years ago, I used to take a box called NESP, which is non-English speaking background. Today, I also take a box called CAL, which is culturally and linguistically diverse background. But in 25 years, if I go out and look for experienced feature writers of South Asian origin, I don't have many choices. The co-production treaty would mean that I can find a star writer from India who has had a more experience. That means I can hire a star from India without losing the Australianness of my story, not just creatively, but also for my producer offset and for all the help we get from screen Australia and other agencies. So I can still make Australian stories without having to compromise on, uh, on being forced to hire from a limited pool, because unfortunately for 25 years, we haven't done much and we still don't have, uh, you know, we have only a handful of talent, not to the level we would have or should have had after promoting diversity for 25 years. So for me, it just gives me more independence. And most of it, Andrew, is, is guided by private investment. We always complain about lack of private investment in Australia. The moment you make an India-centric film and you combine it with a producer offset from the government and you combine it with the transparent and professional style of working in Australia and you combine it with a completion guarantor, suddenly that Australian project, that India-centric Australian project is very appealing to foreign investors. And we have been proving it for the last eight years. Even this film has been as an investment from UK, America, India, and Sydney. But the moment these investors come on board, then they want to know, okay, I know we are do happy to do that, but we don't want to risk our money. Can we have some star writers? Can you get a writer from India who has won an award or a writer from UK? Well, UK, we already have. So for me, it becomes easy to cater to these investors without compromising the commercial viability of my film. And the other important thing which came out, we had a panel at South by Southwest. This co-production treaty would also mean that Australia can have meaningful collaboration with independent Indian filmmakers who may find it hard to get a film up and funded or get a film up with international collaboration because of a taboo subject of an LGBTQ or because they're speaking against corruption or because they might be speaking against government bodies. So it gives us an, another opportunity to give voice to both Australians and Indians in telling stories without losing out on those grounds. That's, I mean, that's a wonderful rundown of it. And I'm glad that it exists and has been, you know, soon to be ratified because it, it means so much for creative people, not just in India, but in Australia, that I'm excited to see what kind of creative journey comes out of it. Not to diminish the, the seriousness and the impact of it, but one of the things that is talked about in uh, Brand Bollywood is the importance of tea on sets. And I'm curious if you can talk about whether the tea has improved on Australian sets at all over the years. <laughs> uh, look, the curries have definitely improved. Uh... And it is it is fascinating, you know, Lynn Gailey, God bless her, she used to be the federal imports officer. And, and when she started making, you know, we, there was a lot of confusion about visas. Finally, we got it all right after five or six projects. And she, they have to give her no objection. She goes, what's a tea wala? I said, person who serves tea. And Kingston said, you know, he was at FTA. He said, I'm sure we can find that person here. I said, yeah, but the person you find here will be $250 a day, uh, you know, kind of thing. And these are the per these are on monthly wages with them. So they said, oh, you have to give them Australian wages. I said, yes, but still they want cultural things. You know, you don't object to an entourage of a Hollywood actor coming in a private plane. They can even bring their dogs with them and get into trouble <laughs> like, you know, like Johnny Depp's wife did. 
but an Indian cannot bring a tiwala? And they said, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, sir. So they started, and, and it was fascinating, Andrew, because I remember we first would have Indian food on set. And finally, the first complaint came from me on the long film. We did a four-week film way back in 99. And I said, you know what? As an Indian, even I don't eat that much Indian food on, on you know, every day, man. So we said, okay, we'll have a Western caterer, just like we do, who will cook food. And we'll have an Indian caterer who will deliver the Indian food, and we'll have two tables. And the second day I go on set, all the Australians are on the Indian side of the catering and all the Indians are on the Australian side of the catering. It was fascinating for me. And I was just looking and I was smiling at that. So this is a kind of a long-winded answer to, is the tea improved? Look, it has improved. Um, They're more getting used to coffee. They're more getting used to our Australian unit. Um, I remember doing a TV commercial with some big Bollywood stars and they saw a coffee machine, you know, an espresso coffee machine. They were excited, you know, bleep the tea we want we want a latte and a piccolo so we are evolving and they are evolving and you know uh, umbrella boys are now referred to as production assistants or personal assistants you know so so we, we are evolve and we did and uh, but they still have tea on set and what we do is usually an indian crew member would tell the australian unit guy look if you've got if you've got can can i just make it my way you know put some herbs and spices and make chai and so they still do it, but the chai is made by the unit guy because we have a full-fledged professional unit. Uh, we haven't had it for a while, sadly, and there's been no made Indian film which has shot since 2013. So. Is that changing soon, hopefully? I, I, I don't know, hopefully, but I hope it changes because, uh, you know, I left servicing, we only do TV commercials, but uh, a few of us, whether it was me or people like Joe Thomas who did Hotel Mumbai and others who were really into the heart of this thing, I mean, at least on me professionally, personally, it dawned that, you know what, we have serviced Bollywood and Indian cinema enough. It's time to shift gear, get some more power, stop servicing in India and start collaborating with them. Because that's where we have power. That's where we have more control. That's where we can tell more shared stories. And also servicing in India was a losing battle when you have Maldives and UK and Canada wooing them. And on top of that, you have got, uh, we have got a very spoiled Australia is spoiled by a $150 million Hollywood film and a $140 million, you know, Chinese film. If you and I were running a business, would we spend our limited marketing dollars on a $2 million Bollywood film or a $200 million Chinese Hollywood co-production? And the answer is pretty clear. So I knew that the servicing was going to be limited. Plus, most of the Australian locations had been showcased. So, uh, so you know, I hope it changes for the coming generation or the next generation of people servicing them. I doubt it will, um, but that's 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 more for the benefit of Australia because we have got so many wonderful stories, Andrew. I mean, we get a script every two weeks of an Indian. I mean, one of the films which came out, Sahela, at South by Southwest, is a story about a gay Indian born, you know, Australian born Indian guy who's coming out of the closet. Or the story I'm doing next, which is a thriller with Kathy Roda based on true events, an out and out popcorn sensible thriller about the domestic violence and 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 dowry abuse of Indian migrant women in Melbourne. And th- there's so many such stories. And these stories are getting investment out of out of India um, and out of Europe and out of America. So I would rather tell these stories and hopefully they will have the same Bollywood stars. So yeah, you know, we, we will still be making tea, but it will be on our terms. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I know I've really appreciated being able to talk to you about your work and, and this film. Again, I had so much fun watching it and 
I felt so enlightened by it. Uh, as you're saying, like it's, I Thank hope you. the audiences get as much joy from it as I did because, you know, now I've got a whole list of, of films that have been shot here and not just shot here, but ones that, you know, I've, I've been aware of, but I have kind of pushed up on my watch list now. As we wrap up, I'm, I'm curious if there's a particular Australian shot Bollywood title that you would hope that people would seek out if they haven't already done so. They have to watch Dil Chata Hai, which we talk about in the film. Julie Marlowe talks about it because it's a film which not only changed the way Bollywood films told the story, but also how they produced the stories. So, so you have to watch Dil Chata Hai, which has all the biggest stars. And, um, and otherwise, you know, we have been very fortunate to have so much support. We start a national roadshow from Sunday with parliaments and speakers and ministers hosting the screening of the film, but most importantly, having panel discussions about how Australia can tap in to the potential of Indian cinema for our benefit in Australia. You know, whether it's the Arts Minister in South Australia, the Speaker of Western Australian Parliament, or Andrew Charlton um, from the Federal Parliament, they are being so supportive of this film. So please uh, seek out, um, come to a panel discussion, come to a red carpet screening, and for all the Indians watching, your, your, you know, or hearing this, every time you go and watch this film, take it to non-Indian friends because they will learn a lot about Bollywood.